All right, everybody. Welcome back once again to episode whatever the fuck episode this is. Eight, maybe. I don't know. It's our second one. Pretty close together, so it's the first time doing that. We don't have a whole week's worth of sporting news, but we got a few days. We got a pretty big weekend to cover, so uh, we are back again. It is me, your host, your co-host, Blake, and I Hate Technology is the name that Logan decided to go with today. So, you know, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. It's, uh, it's our, Joe's still not here. Yep. Joe's still not here. So I tried. God tried. only knows. We tried, just, you know, Joe couldn't make it happen. He's probably too busy watching the Raiders suck a fart. So, you know, it happens. It happens. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, we got some NFL news. NFL news. Starting with some scores from Thursday night. We got the Ravens at the Dolphins. Ravens 10, Dolphins 22. Lamar Jackson was 26 of 43, 238, one touchdown, one interception. And that's the only stat I got for the Ravens. For the Dolphins, Brissett was 11 of 23, 156. Tua came in, went 8 of 13, 158, had a rushing touchdown. And the big play of the game was Xavier Howard's fumble recovery for a touchdown. So that's how that game went. Sunday, we got Falcons at Cowboys, Falcons 3. And Cowboys coming off that embarrassing loss. Score 43 points on the Falcons. Dak goes 24-31, 296, two touchdowns. Zeke had 14 carries for 41 yards, two touchdowns. And he actually threw a pass for four yards. C.D. Lamb had hmm. six receptions for 94 yards and two touchdowns. And Nashawn Wright blocked a punt for a touchdown. So Cowboys went out and... Took their frustrations out on the Falcons. Saints at Titans. Saints nice. 21, Titans 23. Trevor Simeon was 19 of 34, 298, two touchdowns. Ingram had 14 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. And Tannehill had 19, for, was 19 for 27, 213, and a touchdown and one rushing touchdown. Um, not really like a big stat line in that game, and it was fairly close, but that Titan defense stands tall. And gets past the Saints. Jags at Colts. Jags 17. Colts 23. Lawrence was 16 to 35 and 162 yards. And that's that's it. <laughs> uh, they had two rushing touchdowns from Agnew and Robinson, and that was like their only scores of the game. Wentz was 22 of 34 and 180 yards, no touchdowns. The whole Jonathan Taylor, Taylor continues to carry the Colts 21 for 116 yards and a touchdown. And I can't read my writing, but mm. there was a 12-yard uh, punt block return. So I don't Ooh. know who did it because I can't read my writing. Google it. Google it. <laughs> uh, Browns at Pats. Browns 7, Pats 45. Uh, Baker was 11-21 before exiting the game. 73 yards. Uh, touchdown and interception. Mac Jones was 19 to 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns. Ramonde Stevenson had 20 carries for 100 yards, five and two touchdowns. And Kendrick Bourne had four receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. So 
the Patriots go out and just smack the Browns around after they smack Cincinnati around last week. Um, Baker, I think Baker left the game with an injury. I'm not, I haven't heard anything on that. I don't know what really was going on there in Cleveland, but very wishy-washy hmm. from last week, I would say. A lot of shifts. The Bills go to the Jets and win 45-17. to Josh Allen was 21-28, 366, two touchdowns and an interception. Stephon Diggs had eight receptions for 162 yards and a touchdown. And for the Jets, the only notable Blue stat cheese was still Mike, sucks. Blue cheese still sucks. Mac, Mike White was 24-44, 251, four interceptions. So, good job, Mike White. <laughs> and now for the shittiest game of the week, the Lions at the Steelers. <laughs> a tie at 16 Not points. Good. The only... Stat I have for the Lions is DeAndre Swift had 33 carries for 130 yards. That's all I got. Mason Rudolph went 30 for 50, 50 for the Steelers, 242 yards, 100, one touchdown, and one interception. Najee Harris had 26 carries for 105 yards, and the overtime portion of that game, which is just about all of it that I caught, was embarrassing. There was. Just it was interception, interception. They traded interceptions, then they traded shitty series, and then they traded more shitty series. And Najee Harris oh, apparently yeah. after the game, they were talking to Najee Harris, and he didn't even know that they could tie in the NFL. Seems like something you should know as an NFL player. He was like ready to go play another quarter. He said. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe he's fucking lying. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Maybe. Well, I don't oh. know, dude. I bring this up now because if I don't, I'll forget it because it's not my notes. Did you see last week that they said on, on like Monday Night Football or something that, uh, Sunday Night Football maybe that I can't remember. They were saying that like he used to sleep on, when he first got to Tuscaloosa and played at Alabama, he slept on the floor of his room because he was so used to being homeless. That he couldn't sleep on a bed, it wasn't comfortable, so he slept on the floor. Did you see? Did you see that? Said that in the yeah. So <laughs> that was wrong. That was, <laughs> he was like, I never slept on no floor, what? man. He like tweeted that. <laughs> well, the truth of it <laughs> is that it was actually uh, Josh Jacobs who played at Alabama who slept on the floor, but. <laughs> The fact that they were just like they're just like making this stuff up about this dude on live television, like what the hell, man? Like, yeah, he just slipped on the floor. Jesus Christ, dude! There's like, yeah, used to be homeless. And he's like, I literally was never homeless. Well, I mean, he was homeless growing up. Like, he had he had stints of being homeless. And, like, but he had a bed. But when well, I don't know if he had a bed, but he the point was that he slept on the floor when he got to Alabama, which he never did. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. because he was he was more comfortable on the floor. Yeah, you know, you I know? feel like a lot of times... <laughs> I feel like a lot of times they're just saying shit. You know what I mean? They're just, yeah. like, not even, paying, not even paying attention to the game. They're just saying a bunch of random shit. Which is part of how this podcast started, really. We would listen to the commentators and be like, this is just yeah, pure true. bullshit. We could do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, 
We'll move on. Bucks at Washington. Bucks 19. Washington football team comes out and puts 29 on Tampa Bay. Brady was 23 of 34, 220 yards, wow. two touchdowns and two interceptions. I think it was the first time he threw two interceptions in the first half in like forever. Um, Taylor Heineke went 26 of 32, 256 and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson was 24 of 64, 24 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. The big news out of there is Chase Young tore his ACL, so he's done for the season. R.I.P. Chase. So, dude, Pan- how many torn ACLs have dude, there been? There's a lot. Fucking there's league a this lot. Year? Like a thousand. I don't know. We we'll have to look that one up. There's a lot. The Ravens obviously have like six. So. <laughs> yeah. But Panthers at cards. Panthers thirty-four. Cards ten. P.J. Walker started for the Panthers, even though Cam Newton has returned. Uh, he went 22 of 29 at 167 and threw an interception. Cam did come in, went 3 of 4 uh, for 8 yards and a touchdown and then rushed for a touchdown. So uh, kind of set him up there, I think. Christian McCaffrey um, went 13 and nine, 13 carries, 95 rushing, and he had 10 receptions for 66 yards. So is the meat of their offense there. Um Again, the big the big story there is Cam's back. We covered it like briefly last last episode, um, and he wasted no time making it all about himself, like we said. So, uh, yeah, Cam Newton's back, everybody, yay! Classic Cam Newton. <laughs> Seahawks at Packers. Seahawks zero. Packers seventeen. A pretty it was a zero a three zero game at half. Um, pretty heavy defensive struggle. Wilson was 20 of 40, 161, and two interceptions. No touchdowns for Russell Wilson in his return. Kind of shocking um, to see Russell Wilson struggle mm-hmm. like that, to, not going to lie. Rodgers was 23 of 37, 292 yards and a touchdown, or uh, an interception, didn't throw a touchdown. All the scoring came from big boy A.J. Dillon, 21, of six, 21 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. And that, those all came in the pretty much almost the fourth quarter. Um, pretty ugly game, really. Just a lot of a lot of good defense, actually. But well, there's two of the most dynamic quarterbacks, or more than more dynamic quarterbacks in the league going at it. You expect a little more um, out of that. But I can't say I'm mad at Green Bay's defense right now. They're playing very well. So they're shut down. Uh, Kyler Murray, and then they shut down Pat Mahomes, and now they've shut down Russell Wilson. So this three of the more mobile athletic quarterbacks. Granted, Mahomes is having a very down year. Murray hurts, is hurt, and obviously Russell's coming back from an injury. But we might have a chance mm-hmm. this year. So Vikings at Chargers, Vikings 27, Chargers 20, Cousins was 25 of 37, 294, two touchdowns. Don Cook was 24 of 94, one touchdown. And Jefferson was nine receptions, uh, 143 yards. For the Chargers, Herbert was 20 of 34, 195, a touchdown and interception. His, his numbers have reduced drastically. Austin Elkert had 11 carries for 44 yards. And three receptions for 15 yards and a receiving touchdown. So, pretty pretty standard game there. 
coming out of L.A. Eagles at Broncos. Eagles 30, Broncos 13. Hertz went 16 to 23, 178 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Devontae Smith, the reigning Heisman champion, goes four receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. And the big play from that game is Darius Slay having an 83-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. The only real uh, stats for Denver is Bridgewater going 22-36 for 226. And Melvin Gordon scored that scored their only touchdown. So pretty pretty bad game out of Denver there after absolutely handing it to the Cowboys last week. And the final game of the night was the Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs 41, Raiders 14. Mahomes was 30 of 50, 406 yards and five touchdowns. The Raiders suck. <laughs> uh, and, and apparently, according to everyone, Mahomes is back. Uh, Kelsey and Darnell Williams combined for 17 uh, receptions, 220 yards, and Darnell Williams Williams had one touchdown. For Vegas, Carr was 25 of 35, 261 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And the bonehead play of the week is Deshaun Jackson. At the time of the game, the score was 24 to 14. Catches about a 30, 40-yard catch, uh, kind of a skinny corner route, slot corner route. And uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he has plenty of open field going to the to the right side of the field. And he just decides that he's going to turn around and go back towards the middle of the field. And in, in that movement, gets the ball stripped from him. And Kansas City recovers. And uh, mm. yeah, Joe's not happy about that. <laughs> it, was not, it, was, it was not a good play. Joe is not often happy with the Raiders. That's true, too. News-wise, really just the the two injuries that I got, or three injuries I've got off the top. Aaron Jones sprained his MCL. He's out for two weeks for the Packers. Chase Young obviously tore his ACL. He uh, will be done for the season. And then uh, Merciless for the Packers also tore his bicep. And he is done for the season, it seems. So, the other two I have, I'll say for some news to talk about. So, that's the NFL this week. All right. That is the NFL this week. We got, who's playing tonight? Who who is the Rams? We We got the Rams. Yeah, Rams at San Francisco. And it looks, I got the game on right now. It looks like Trey Lance... Ooh. Might be getting a start. I don't know. Jimmy G's throwing the ball around a little bit. We'll see. Pretty uh that's kind of a hmm. kind of one to watch. Odell looks like he's gonna play. It looks like uh Um The defensive end. I can't think of his name now. Von Bell. Von Bell's gonna play. So there's two new guys for LA that are gonna come in and make their debuts, so We'll see. Nice. Word. What do we do after NFL? NHL. NHL? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right, moving on. Moving on to a little hockey. I don't have much. A little bit of hockey. The NHL this week. Which, you know who who the hockey guy is here. Definitely you. 
100% you. Blake, do you know who is winning Big the hockey Atlantic game. Division Left. right now? Give me a second. Give me a second. You should know. Division, the Atlantic Division. Oh, I do know. It's the Florida Panthers. <laughs> the Florida Panthers at 10-2-3. It's the... You're goddamn right. They did lose to the Lightning the other night, though. They did. In o overtime. 3-2. Yes. Moving on to the Metro, Carolina still leads 11-2-0. The Central, Minnesota still in the lead at 10-4-0. And in the Pacific, Edmonton is still in the lead at 11-3-0. Um, the only real news that we've got out of the NHL right now is that the Senators have had their next three games postponed due to a massive COVID outbreak with among the team. Uh, those games will include the Devils on Tuesday, the Preds on Thursdays, and the on Thursday, and the Rangers on Saturday. So they should, if everything goes well, return to play on Monday against the Avs. So that's what I got for some hockey. All right, that's all we got for hockey today. Okay, okay. All right. So moving on to uh, college basketball. Right? College basketball next. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I forget the order sometimes, all right? Sue me. Okay, here's what we got going on in college basketball. Let me tell you something. The Louisville Cardinals suck. <laughs> they suck. Uh, and I tell you what, I'm about tired of it. I'm about tired of it. But whatever, I guess. I guess, uh... I guess I don't care. But, I'm gonna give you a couple scores. Give you a couple scores anyway. I guess we can talk about this. Um... Let's see what we had this weekend. Currently, your Ohio State Buckeyes, Logan, are beating Bowling Green with 10 minutes left in the second half, 67 to 31. So, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like Bowling Green might have a chance there. They do have a chance. Uh, in other another big game here, we got we got Marquette barely holding on to a. To a halftime lead against number ten Illinois, Mar Marquette is unranked. Uh, halftime is twenty-eight twenty-seven. Um, hmm. So, possibly an upset there. We'll see. Yesterday, uh, seventeen Tennessee wins. Wins big. Florida beats Florida State, and Saint Bonaventure holding on at number twenty-two beats Canisius. I don't even. I don't. Canisius sounds like. I don't know. It sounds. Sounds like some kind of Greek school for something. It sounds uh, like a Greek but god. beat them, St. Bonaventure. Yeah, it does. Maybe it is. We'll have to look into that. Uh, St. Bonaventure wins 69-60. Nice. Uh, perhaps the biggest game on, uh, and really the only one of note was um, on Saturday was 86. Gonzaga won. Gonzaga beats number... 
Now eight, then five, Texas, 86-74. Also, I never get when, uh, you know, Texas is number five and they lose to number one and they lose rank. I'm just kind of like, they didn't get stomped. They lost by 12, which is not a lot, but which is not a ton. It's... It's a solid win by Gonzaga. Like it's a, it's a, it's not really questionable. You know what I mean? It's, a, right. it's like they just took care of business. But I just like how do they drop three spots after after losing to number one. Like technically they're supposed to, I guess. Um, then on Friday UCLA number two UCLA over five Villanova eighty six seventy seven. There weren't really any upsets uh, that I saw. I think everybody kind of won like they were supposed to. I think things for college basketball might, you know, it seems like there are a couple. There have been a couple losses by some teams who are supposed to be pretty good, um, but it seems like they're kind of kind of evening out now, and maybe the rankings are kind of where they're supposed to be at this point. But you know, who knows? It's crazy. And then the thing is too is none of it matters in March. Just you know, people get right. upset left and right. Yeah. So. And that's why it's um, called the madness. But yeah, I mean it's exactly. But you know, I don't know. Louisville won't be in it, so who gives a shit? <laughs> it's a bad. It's a bad year for Louisville sports and Blake. I'm so fucking. It is so bad, dude. It's literally one of the worst, worst I've had. Which is saying something because I'm used to failure as a U of L fan and. Here we are, really outdoing ourselves this year. So, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Big loss to Furman the other night. Furman, Michigan fan. I mean, I guess that's true. I don't necessarily hate them as much as you do. Um, but they did. Uh, they are number four. They're not good people, though. So, that's true. That's true. If I were that type of person, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy with myself. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm glad I'm not personally one of those one of those people. That's not my personality. Thank God. So again, you know, not a, kind of a not a light week. I don't guess for college basketball we're just still kind of getting into it kind of figuring out where everybody belongs in the top 25 and uh outside of it obviously if if it's in my case uh, so yeah yeah that's what we got for college basketball uh we got we got the mlb next some some award news all right yeah, I, I'm gonna have to write this order down somewhere. I think I accidentally erased it the other day on my, on my notes on my phone. The order of <laughs> us talking about stuff. That's why I'm asking Logan every every time we switch. Um, so let's just get the sad news out of the way first. Um, Julio Lugo, uh, former shortstop in the league for 12 seasons, uh, he's with the Red Sox during their 2007 World Series win. Uh, veteran of the league. Died today, uh, November 15th of this year, obviously. Uh, Only 45, and they're saying it's a heart attack, which is uh, obviously terribly sad. Very unfortunate. Um, 
And just kind of odd, too, that, you know, a professional athlete that young, you know, who, you know, played baseball, he didn't play football and getting his bell rung every play, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, dies that early. It's really wild. So, bad news. Bad news for baseball. Um, so, moving on from that, before the vibe gets too, too down, you know. Um... Eduardo Rodriguez, the left-handed pitcher with the Red Sox, agrees to a deal with the Detroit Tigers for five years, $77 million. And to that I say, good riddance. <laughs> um, you know, seems like a, seems personally like, you know, maybe he's a good guy. However, he got a lot of credit for not being very good. And some people are going to argue with me on this. I just never thought that he was very good. Uh, he'd had some really good games, and he had a lot of average games, and then he had some really, really bad games. And you can tell as soon as he steps on the mound, like first pitch, you're like, oh, shit, he doesn't have it. And so my experience mostly with Eduardo Rodriguez pitching for the Red Sox was not great. So I'm not too upset about him getting signed. Um We'll definitely have definitely have that that rotation spot filled. He did. Um, we we'll get to work on the bullpen. So the beard list, huh? He did spark the beard list. That's true. He has had he's had a huge impact on this podcast because he quite possibly has the worst facial hair. I'm kind of going in all of sports now. It's it's bad. All of it is below the chin, but not on his neck. It is the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. I don't know why you would keep that, but but he did. But yeah, you're right. You're right. He definitely uh, had an impact on the podcast. So shout out to Erod for our uh, for our beard list. Um. So yeah, he's going to the Tigers. He was with the Red Sox for uh, seven seasons. Thirteen. He went thirteen and eight with a four seven four ERA in 2021. So. Not a great year, not a terrible year, kind of like every other year he had. But for some reason, a lot of the Red Sox, a lot of the Red Sox supporters thought he was awesome, and they're like, Erod is one of the like best pitchers in the game. And I was always just kind of like, I strongly disagree with that statement. I think he's very average, very average at best. Um, so there we go. And we told you some awards will be coming out this week, and we have the first ones, the rookie rookies of the year. Your Jackie Robinson rookies of the year. Um, for the NL, you got red second baseman Jonathan India. Had 143 hits, uh, 268 batting average, 21 home runs, and 34 doubles. Um, obviously, incredible player. It's going to be. Hopefully, he can keep it. Hopefully, he doesn't fall off. You know, hopefully you never want these rookies of the year to fall off at any point. So, yep. hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump. Um, for your American League Rookie of the Year, you got the Rays left fielder, Randy Arozarena. And if you watched any baseball in the last year, you know he's got a ridiculous amount of home runs in the postseason for someone who's a rookie. Um, crazy person. So, great player. He had a yeah oh yeah. He's nuts. He had 145 hits this year, 274 batting average. He had 20 home runs, exactly 20 home runs, and exactly 20 stolen bases. So 
He made the 2020 club. Um, you know, obviously. Obviously another great talent that has really proven himself because he played not a lot of games, but he played about a third of the games in 2020 in the like short like 60-game season. He played, I think he played 23, 23 games last year. Um, so technically, obviously still a rookie this year, but he's kind of proven himself two years in a row, really, um, especially in the postseason. He played well in the postseason again this year. Despite the Rays lost to the Red Sox. Um, so anyway, those are your awards. We'll have the rest of them coming out this week. So the next podcast and in our uh, in our MLB segment, we'll have uh, we'll have the rest of them. Manager of the year, things like that. I think we went over we went over all of them last podcast, didn't we? Yeah. Last episode, probably or maybe the one before that. Be all the, the last, awards that were coming out. Probably be the last MLB segment for a while, right? Shouldn't be much news. That's in the true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. For next week, bit. unless there's some big news, big trades, things like that, will probably be the last official MLB segment. There, we'll probably toss that in the news at the end of the at the end of the episode. Um, but that's all we have for this week. Uh, obviously, baseball's kind of dying down. Once we get past the awards, like Logan said, we won't really we won't really have that uh, that segment as regular as we do now. Um, so, but that's what we got. Shout out to Rosarina and Jonathan India. Jackie Robinson. All right, right, Logan. All right. Mm. Now, we move on to our favorite segment every week. Mostly because we probably get to talk the most about this. And it's the, the craziest. But I think, I think that this week has been the quietest. But there was there was a major mm-hmm. upset. Yeah, for sure. There was a major upset, but I don't think that really a lot of people were that shocked about this upset. So let's get into it. Starting with Thursday night's game, North Carolina at Pittsburgh. It was an overtime game, and Pittsburgh pulled it out, thirty to twenty-three. Uh, Sam Howell was twenty-two of thirty-three for two ninety-six, two touchdowns and an interception. One rushing touchdown and had 17 carries for 28 yards. Antoine Green had three receptions for 108 yards and two touchdowns. And for Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, who is probably going to be in Heisman Talks, uh, went 25 of 43, 346, three touchdowns and interception. So, pretty good game for Pitt there. Despite the overtime, you got to win the close one sometimes. Starting with Friday, we got Friday, uh, number five, Cincinnati at South Florida. Cincinnati 45, South Florida 28. Desmond Ritter was 31 of 39, 304, two touchdowns, one interception, and had a rushing touchdown. Ryan Montgomery rushed the ball six times for 72 yards, two touchdowns. And for South Florida, Timmy McLean was 16 of 30, 245, one touchdown, two interceptions, had a rushing touchdown. Since he had 202 on the ground, so they kind of took it to South Florida there. Moving into Saturday, we got 25 Arkansas at LSU. It's an overtime game as well. Arkansas pulls it off 16 to 13. KJ Jefferson goes 18 to 25, 142 yards, one touchdown, had 41 yards rushing on top of that. For LSU, Grant Newsmeyer, Garrett Newsmeyer, 18 to 31, 179, one touchdown, two interceptions. 
And Toronto Davis Price uh, had 28 carries for 106 yards. So not a terrible game for LSU against Arkansas, who's been uh, in and out of the top 25 and obviously towards the beginning of the year was like absolutely fucking just going off. So um, pretty good game there in the SEC. Moving on, number 24, Utah at Arizona. Utah wins 38-29. Cameron Rising, 19-30, 294, two touchdowns. Had 22 rush yards and a touchdown. Uh, TJ Pledger had 24 carries, 119 yards and two touchdowns. The only stat I got for Arizona is Will Palmer was 19-34, 233 yards through the air with a uh, passing touchdown. Moving on. Southern Miss. Tries to knock off the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners and fails. <laughs> 17 to 27. Son of a bitch. Harris for UTSA was 17 to 30, 227, two touchdowns and two interceptions. And that's the only stat I got for that game because nobody gives a fuck. Nevada at 22, South Dakota State. Nevada 21, South Dakota State hangs on to their ranking. At twenty with a 23-21 win. Carson Strong for Nevada was 34-38, 350, and three touchdowns, so very, very efficient. Romeo Dubs had nine receptions for 127 yards and two touchdowns. For San Diego State, Lucas Johnson went 21-34, 176 and a touchdown. Greg Bell had 16 carries for 140 yards. And the defensive lineman, Cameron Thomas, had 10 tackles, five solo, two tacks, Two sacks and three tackles, three and a half tackles for loss. So I think that might be where the three point separation came from. That that young man right there. So um, good, good job. Defense wins championships, baby, but not for South Dakota State. Great job, um, guy. Minnesota at number twenty, Iowa, twenty-two to twenty-seven. Padilla for Iowa was 11-24, 206 yards, two touchdowns. Charlie Jones uh, had two receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown. His long was 72. (laughs) Tanner Morgan for Minnesota went 14-30, 183 and a touchdown. Chris Autumnbell had five receptions for 109 yards and a touchdown. His long was 68. So there's two, uh, two big, big bombs for some... The receivers there. Northwestern at number 18, Wisconsin. Northwestern 7, Wisconsin 35. Uh, Northwestern threw four interceptions uh, combined. So everybody on the quarterback room got, you know, a nice pick out there. Um, Wisconsin's Graham Mertz went 18 for 23, 216, two touchdowns and interception. Braden Allen had 25 carries for 173 yards, three touchdowns. And linebacker Leo Chanel had 14 tackles, nine solo, a sack, a tackle, three tackles for loss, and hurried the QB once. Wisconsin put down 268 rushing total, so they just ran the ball right at Northwestern. Mississippi State at Auburn. This is a this is a pretty crazy game. Mississippi State wins 43 to 34. Will Rogers is 44 of 55, 415 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Bo Nix is 27 of 41, 377 yards, two touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick this week. No picks. Tank Bisbee, all tank, 16 carries for 41 yards and a two touchdowns. 
Uh, Mississippi State had 487 total yards. Auburn had 483. And that was the largest comeback for Mississippi State in school history of a 25-point comeback. So, there you go. I tell you what, Logan. I tell you what. Uh, they did break the uh, gotta have 100 rushing. They did. They did. Cause they broke I, that rule. They did. But they throw the ball like, well, 55 times a game. <laughs> that's the that's true. That's, that's that true. air raid offense. Uh, Still a good rule. I stand by it. Yeah. NC State at Wake Forest, sixteen versus twelve is the top twenty-five matchup for NC. Leary was thirty-seven, uh, fifty-eight, fifty-nine, four hundred eight yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Wake Forest, uh, or I'm sorry, Emeka Mzemi. I think I said that right. I probably didn't. And Devin Carter combined for 17 receptions, 265 yards, and four touchdowns. And Zanavia Knight. Okay. All right. Look here, NC State. (sighs) (laughs) Figure your shit out. (laughs) The man had a 99-yard kick return. Okay? I can't. can't, His last name's Knight. I don't know how to say his first name. But it all led to them <laughs> losing to Wake Forest 45, 45-42. Um, Hartman was 20-47 of 47 for Wake Forest, 290 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, had a rushing touchdown. And Justice Elson had 17 carries for 56 yards, two touchdowns, and then he had a receiving touchdown. So uh, those two guys right there just uh, said, what's up, NC State and your weird names? We don't care. We're going to go win a football game. Um Moving on. 11 A&M at 15 Old Miss. Old Miss wins 29-19. For A&M, Calzado was 24-42, 237, two interceptions. Devin HN had 12 carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, for Old Miss, Corral Ooh. was 24-37, 247, and a touchdown. Jerron Ely was had 24 carries and 152 yards. And A.T. Finley had a 52-yard pick six to ice the game for Ole Miss. Uh, the the kind of, honestly, the weird thing about that game is that game day was at the Grove, and then they had Lane Kiffin, the head coach of Ole Miss, on as the guest picker for the week. Yeah, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> I don't get it. Some, like, I don't know. That's some, some like Pete Rose betting shit there, you know? I don't know. But there's now speculation or questions as to whether or not Lane Kiffin's actions off-field are causing problems for Ole Miss. So, the rich white folk are angry. <laughs> <laughs> the rich white folk strike again. <laughs> TCU at number 10, Oklahoma State. TCU 17, Oklahoma State 63. Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State, 17-25, 235 and a touchdown. Dom Richardson and Jalen Warren combined for 29 carries and 247 yards and five touchdowns. I have no no stats for TCU because they weren't worth anything. 
Oklahoma State had 447 total yards rushing with a 682-yard total yard game. So they uh, they went off. <laughs> True. Number nine, Notre Dame at Virginia. Notre Dame has 28 points. Virginia scores three. So there you go, Joe. Some defense for you. Jack Combs, 15 to 20, 132, three touchdowns and interceptions. So pretty, pretty efficient there. Um, they had three receivers with a touchdown, and they had 249 total rushing yards. Um, Virginia only had 82 rushing yards, and they threw two interceptions. So uh, pretty good overall game there by Notre Dame. The upset, but not so much an upset because we all knew it was coming because it's the Big 12 and it fucking sucks of the week. Oklahoma at Baylor. Oklahoma 14, Baylor 27. Caleb Williams, 10 of 19, 146 yards, two interceptions, one rushing touchdown, and then gets benched as the crowd chants, we want Spencer, who comes in and goes 4 of 6 for 36 yards. Jerry Bohannon for Baylor, 12 of 21, 117, a touchdown, one interception, two rushing touchdowns, and 107 yards on the ground. Oklahoma only had 78 total yards rushing. They were two for nine on third down. And Baylor had a total of 413 yards in that game. So uh, we are who they think they were. I don't think that made any sense. But God, whatever. dude. It makes sense to me. <laughs> I don't think it did either. Also, Oklahoma fans, are you out of your fucking mind, yeah. dude? Earlier this year, they're like, we want fucking Caleb. Get... They get one bad game out of Caleb, and it's like, we what want the fuck, back. Dude? They get like one okay game. It wasn't that. It wasn't good, but it was like not. Ju- he wasn't just like miserably bad. And also, you gotta remember, like he's a freshman. Like he's hopefully, yeah. hopefully for Oklahoma, he's gonna be there for the next like couple years at least. And here they are already trying to fucking like their fans trying to. Get him out of the fucking game. And what How else fucking crazy? stupid are you? I don't really. I don't really blame. Uh... Lincoln Riley for putting Spencer Rattler in like you it's Spencer it is still Spencer Rattler like the guy's still you know you know he could snap at any moment right and you've got a young freshman quarterback that's struggling and you've got a guy behind him who could come in and save the game for you so like I don't I don't knock Lincoln Riley for being like all right man just you know take a seat we'll figure this out right but the fans man oh my god the fans they're just well, you know who comes from Oklahoma. Come on, dude. The Tiger King himself. So, I mean, that's what you're working with in Oklahoma. There we go. <laughs> that explains it. It's just a, it's just a stadium. It's just a stadium full of Tiger Kings. <laughs> bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we got Maryland at number seven, Michigan State. Maryland twenty-one, Michigan State forty. Talia Tungavailoa goes. 29 of 48, 350 yards, two touchdowns and interceptions, so not a bad game for him. And Alphabet Soup, uh, that's that's literally what I'm going to call him because I have, I have no idea how to, C-H-I-G-O-Z-I-E-M, first name, last name, O-K-O-N-K-W-O. That's the last name. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, that's he's a family name. eight for 112 and two touchdowns. And for State, we got Peyton Thorne going 22 of 30, 287, four touchdowns and interception. 
Kenneth Walker the third had 30 carries for 143 yards, two touchdowns. And Jaden Reed had eight receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Maryland only had 97 rushing, so pretty good defensive game there by Michigan State. Number six, Michigan at Penn State. Kind of a snoozer of the game till the end, but Michigan pulls it out 21-17. McNamara was 19-29, 217 yards and three touchdowns. For Penn State, Clifford went 23-43, 205 and a touchdown. And the totals were fairly close, though. Michigan uh, had 361 and Penn State had 332. So a little, little bit of a chink in the armor there for Michigan, maybe. But Penn State's been playing everybody hard this year. So Moving on to the number 19 Purdue spoiler makers coming into Columbus for the number four Buckeyes. Oof. Uh, I was very worried about this game and then wasn't worried at all about 10 minutes in. <laughs> Ohio State wins 59 Probably 31. the calmest I've seen. <laughs> Probably the calmest I've seen you watching an Ohio State football game. Uh, it's insane. Aiden O'Connell goes 40 of 52, 390 and four touchdowns, which is still a very good game. Um, and David Bell had 11 receptions for 103 yards. But did not have a touchdown, and that was that was a big point for the Buckeyes. Um, C.J. Stroud goes 31-38, 361, and five touchdowns. Williams and Henderson combined for 271 yards uh, and two touchdowns. Or 27 carries, I'm sorry, and 215 yards and two touchdowns. And the wide receivers, the big three, had 28 receptions, 350 yards, and five touchdowns. And Ohio State had two fumble recoveries with a grand total of 624 yards of offense put on the field. So, pretty good win for the Buckeyes. We got Ole Michigan State and Kenneth Walker the third coming up next. And uh, I'm still nervous. Uh, Washington mm. State at number three, Oregon. Washington State, third, 24 points. Oregon, 38. Uh, Jaden DeLora for Washington State went 20-36, 280 and 2- uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, but had a rushing touchdown. Uh, for Oregon, Anthony Brown, 17-22, 138, and a touchdown. He had 123 rushing and a touchdown. And uh, Washington State only managed to get 91 yards on the ground, while Oregon had 306. So, very lopsided event there. Here we go again. I'm going to throw some more hated Joe. New Mexico State comes into Tuscaloosa. Says thought they were gonna pull it out. Thought they were gonna pull it out. Talking shit before the game. Coach says if it wasn't for that logo on their Man, helmet, we felt good. They wouldn't be in. The, they wouldn't be ranked. And Alabama says, okay, fifty nine. Here's your three points, just so you feel good. Bryce Young goes twenty one to twenty three, two hundred seventy yards and five touchdowns. Like practically a perfect game. Brian Robinson. What a Jr. stupid thing to say. <laughs> Had nine carries for 99 yards and two touchdowns. Jamison Williams had six receptions for 158 yards and three touchdowns. Um, New Mexico State totaled 138 yards and nine yards rushing. Bama put up 587. So, there you go, Joe. (laughs) Uh, That's a close one, Joe. And the number one team in the nation goes in to Rocky Top and wins 41-17, to which is still a pretty good showing from Tennessee because Hennon Hooker was 23-37, 
244, a touchdown interception. Cedric Williams had 10 carries for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, for Georgia, Stetson Bennett was 17-29, 213, a touchdown. Uh, Cook and White combined for 22 carries, 159 yards, and two touchdowns, while Cook also had a receiving touchdown. Tennessee's total was 387. Georgia's total was 487. Uh, Tennessee had only 55 rushing yards, though, which proved to be their demise as Georgia put up 274 on the ground. It's the most points scored on Georgia this year. They gave up their sixth and seventh touchdown of the season this uh, in that game, and it's the most yards also put on Georgia this year. So, if you're trying to figure out how to beat Georgia, maybe watch the Tennessee game. Just going to put that out there. Because that's probably like the only shot you get. A little hint. Just a little hint. Um, playoff rankings come out tomorrow night. Uh, I have the updated AP rankings. Georgia at one. Bama has moved up to two over Cincinnati at three. Oregon at four. Ohio State at five. Notre Dame at six. Michigan State at seven. Michigan seven. Oklahoma State at nine. Ole Miss at ten. Baylor at 11. Oklahoma only goes to 12 after that loss to them. Wake Forest at 13. BYU at 14. The Roadrunners of San Antonio at 15. A&M at 16. Houston at 17. Iowa at 18. Wisconsin 19. Pitt at 20. 21 Arkansas. 22 the University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns. 23 is San Diego State University, 24 is Utah, and 25 is NC State, and all their crazy names. So, what I have wow. on the news. Washington has fired their coach now, after their dismal, dismal year is going. Um, I got a pretty good friend who's from Washington, is a Huskies fan. I asked him about the punch we talked about in the last uh, podcast. He said that it was totally a way for them to get the coach out of there. So he said mm-hmm. he didn't think it was a punch either. He thought it was just a normal get your head out of your ass slap. So, um, but they have not been winning games, and they have been Damn. not steadily declining, but rapidly declining since they lost that playoff game to all, uh, Alabama. Oh, what? Four years ago, five years ago, maybe now. Um, so we're really gonna drag that dude's name through the mud. Yeah, that's you know? like Just what a what a shitty way to get rid of. It. Like you don't really need to do that. He's been losing games. Just fucking fire him, right? No, no, we're gonna like, this guy say sucks, he hit a player. Like even though he clearly he punched did, that kid. Yeah, like he clearly didn't. Like that's kind of also boo. If boo anybody on you, listening <laughs> hasn't. If anybody listening hasn't seen the video, it's absolutely not a. He did not punch a kid. Yeah, go. If that you, dude did not punch a college football player. Yeah, if you if you played football, you know exactly what that kid just got. Like you know you you will have an instant flashback of the time you fucked up. Your coach slapped you on the fucking head and said, "Stop playing with your head in your tuchus." So. In <laughs> your tuchus. Um. Our, our favorite quarterback, Bo Nix, will no longer be playing this season. He's having ankle surgery. Sam Howell, another wow. Heisman hopeful, um, may be out in the next game. It said a, it's an undisclosed upper body injury. 
Bijan Robinson for Texas is out for the rest of the season after a dislocated elbow. Um, I'm I'm really that must be like a very very severe dislocation, or they're trying to save him for next year or something. I don't know because I don't really see a, a running back of his caliber and um, toughness sitting out over just like a dislocated elbow. So yeah. And then uh, we'll move to a team that was in the top 25 and has steadily just fallen into the depths of hell. Um, Texas loses to Kansas. <laughs> but they're going to the SEC next year with Oklahoma. or Well, not next year, but soon to be going to the SEC. What the hell? I just don't know when Texas, the state, became... Uh, part of the southeast. That's what I'm still confused about. Geographically, also Texas is ass. Yeah, they're just not good. Steve Sarkeesian said today, I would not be surprised if I had 33 new uh, scholarship players next year. Which is like, damn. It's like that. So I'm also wondering if that is playing in to B. John Robinson uh, being done for the season with only two games left in the regular season. So. But that is that is kind of what we got for the week. Uh, I can move into some news. Just a little bit here. Goes Good back, old news going. Back to the NFL. Um, there is controversy coming from Pete Carroll. He says he blames the refs for the loss at Green Bay. Last night. Huh. Mr. Carroll, you didn't score a fucking point. And that's not just me saying that as a Green Bay fan. That's me saying that as a fairly knowledgeable football fan. You have to score points to win games. (laughs) And you did not do What a dumbass. So, yeah. That's a... I don't. He also. Did you see? He threw. He went to throw a challenge flag, and he threw his hand warmer out of his pocket. He just like drops. On the, <laughs> oh, nice! Drops it on the ground in front of the, in front of the ref, and then he like looks up like, yeah, that's a challenge flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like one of those. Yeah, man. He- those cheap hand warmers either. This is one like a battery op like charged, uh, hand warmer. You know, like super oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So nice, man. Pete Carroll doing well. I already can't handle the cold in Lambo. I see. <laughs> oh, they're not. They can't. Everybody can't be from the Midwest. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's like kind of. I mean, it's almost the north. That's almost like Canada. Eh. Oh, almost Canada. Canada. And then uh, the only other thing I got. Um, DK Metcalf was also ejected from that game late. Um, Obviously, Green Bay is thumping them, not letting them like play around. And the, the the secondary has been very stingy this year. And uh, DK, uh, this is not the first time. And I don't know if you like have seen this or, or noticed this at all, Blake. But he has become for as big as that motherfucker is, and as good as he is, he is probably like the the weakest mental player out there. Like, it takes almost nothing for you to get under DK Metcalf's skin. And he will make, like, 
a game, yeah. like a game killing mistake. You know, like he grabbed onto Stokes' face mask, kind of oh, threw yeah. him around. Then there was like immediately uh, a couple Green Bay players kind of got in the middle of it, but weren't like being aggressive. It was more like, "Hey, man, like knock this crap off." And then obviously, you know, the teams kind of converge. Stokes kind of came back around and was still chirping at him, and he grabbed him again and then punched him. And it was like, "Damn, DK, like you don't like." I just, I guess, I never really seemed to think of him as that type of player until just last night. And then it kind of all started flooding back to me. I was like, "Man, this dude like really cannot control himself." Like, and I think that for as yeah. good as as good as he is, man. Oh, dude, it's that could be his downfall. Oh, yeah, for just, like, obviously, you know, a freak athlete. But just, like, dude, just watching that game last night, you're, like, you just watching, you're, like, this dude is an asshole. Yeah. Like, you just watch it, and you're, like, this guy sucks, dude. Like, not sucks as in he's bad at sports, obviously. Sucks as in, like, he's just an asshole. He just, and the thing is, it's not, like, subtle shit, and he's not just, like, you know, pretty much all of them talk shit to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a defensive like back, like, wide receiver. Like you thing. said, like you said, it's like he is will like grab people and fucking like just outright, you know, not even trying to hide it all in front of everybody. Try to like, punch a fucking dude. Yeah. And you're just like, what are you doing, bro? And then he tried to get back in the game. Did you see him come back into the huddle? What a. F- yeah, he came back into the huddle oh, on like God, the next dude, series. Are you serious? Yeah, and they blew the whistle, and the the uh, Collinsworth and them were like, you know, some guys could probably hide trying to get into the huddle, but when you're that big, like, there's no hiding you. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, dude. But what are you fucking doing? Yeah. But. Jesus, dude. Well, it says he's. I guess he's. They're saying he's going to be evaluated for a fine. I wouldn't be surprised. They find. So they find Marsh. Did we talk about that on the last podcast? The the uh, the linebacker for Chicago in Monday night's game last week? I don't think so. The one that got hip-checked by the ref. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they ended, up, they ended up finding him. I know we talked about the incident. I don't That's... know if we talked about them finding him, but they did. They ended up finding him for that, for the unsportsmanlike conduct. Jesus Christ, it's dude. It's like, dude, what? I mean, Come on. okay, I guess in an instance we're saying like, okay, there's there's kind of a pattern starting with DK Metcalf. So if you find that to stop the pattern that is evolving with Metcalf, I can understand that a little bit. But then you're finding guys like Marsh who did absolutely fucking nothing and then was, you know, a ref got in his way. Or you're finding guys like CD that we talked about earlier this year with like, because his jersey's untucked. It's Uniform. Like, pick a line. <laughs> like that's a thing. Is like there's got to you can't just be fine and fucking everybody, especially like a dude's shirt came untucked in the middle of a fucking football game. That seems pretty likely. Yeah, you yeah, know what I, I mean? mean. That seems like a pretty likely thing to happen. So how are you going to find somebody for that? Like DK Metcalf should be fine. Like he punched a fucking dude. Right. But these other ones, like, a lot of these are kind of bullshit. The NFL just seems like, they're like, ah, we'll just find them. Like, yeah. that's, that's like, their go-to. That's, like, their default. How do we take care of this? Find them. It's just lazy shit where they could actually fix the problem, but they're just like, ah, we'll find them. Yeah. And 
<laughs> Joe did bring up a good point. He, I think that due to the incidents with Gruden and now him suing the NFL, um, he said there were a lot of calls that were just weren't kind of called in that game last night for no, for the Vegas. I would not be surprised at all if Goodell was mm. like, yeah, just like just like miss some calls for the rest of the season for the Raiders, like. Which is kind of shitty because really, oh, yeah, that'd be the least likely, or that'd be the most likely shit. Yeah, it's kind of shitty because really, I mean, there was there was speculation that Al Davis kind of put whoever it was that found these emails up to it for one, just to get rid of Gruden, right, without having to pay him a bunch of money, and two, yeah. like what really did the Raiders organization do to Gruden or to to Goodell? Like nothing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was really just, huh? Interesting, interesting stuff in the NFL but right now. Hopefully, we can get Joe on next week uh, to but, complain about that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Joe will be back. You know, we'll have some some good NFL points from him. Uh, we hate both commissioners. In the NFL and MLB, they both suck. Um, so, and we're seeing why. We're seeing right, why right now in the NFL, and just like the stupidity, and there's just so many common sense problems in both leagues that could be fixed. Yeah, that just are not being fixed. That that might be one for that one. Might to, we could we could do some uh, what to fix in the MLB during the off season. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that stuff. Logan, you got anything else, man? I uh I don't have anything else. Kind of a kind of a quick one this week. Yeah. Kind of a quick episode this week. I don't have any other news. I I had my news in the uh MLB segment. And uh going forward won't really come back until until uh March really, I don't guess. Um but as always everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry for the two podcasts right in a row. Had some crazy stuff going on. so. Uh, but we'll be back with you this coming weekend. Thanks. Yep.